What is going on, you guys? Welcome in. It is 10.05. Thank the Lord for early rampages. I absolutely love the 5.30 start time. Able to put the kids to bed, watch it back on the DVR. Everything's great. Get it set up. Head into SmackDown. And then here we are right here, 10.05 on the dot. Ozzy, come on, man. Come on. I hit the start right at 10.05. You're well, oh, Ozzy, quit your bitching. Quit <laughs> bitching, Ozzy. You just got here. Let us get 50 minutes into the show. Then start bitching. Yes. Then we'll give you a lot of material to bitch about. Absolutely. Welcome in. It is Smack Talk here on the Sports Kid Wrestling YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, all of that. What is going on, good guys? Steven and Chris and Ricky and everybody else who is uh, joining us here on the show today. We got an hour of Rampage to get into. We got two hours of SmackDown to get into. SP3, how are we doing this evening? I'm doing well. We had some good wrestling on both shows. Uh, some stuff that was progressed. Stuff was new on SmackDown, which always surprises me. And uh, I was one of the eight people that watched Rampage at 5.30, so that was good as well, being in the UK as that started at 10.30 for me. SmackDown was like a wedding this week. There was a, a little bit of old, a little bit of new, and a lot, a lot of blue. Dutch, uh, we missed you last week. Happy to have you back. How you doing? Yeah, I bet you did miss me. I heard all kind of reports that you guys slammed me, and I'm gonna have to get I'm gonna have to get you back. I'm just sorry. You know, well, oh, Sid is saying it's you. Uh, he's pointing okay, at you. Okay, I got Come it. I, I got it. I got it. No, but he's going over my. He's going oh. over my. Head. It's oh, well, what he's doing. That's okay. A lot goes over your head. I mean, what? What? What, what did I say? Anyway. Yeah. Hey, I liked it this week. Oh, I didn't see a lot of rampage because I was. Uh, uh, Folks, nobody told me that Rampage was on at 5.30. Wait, wait, don't no, lie. No, don't you, lie you, on me. No, no, you did don't lie on me. about five minutes till you came on. No, on. you did. Check no. the chat. Yeah, check the chat. Check the time in which I let them know. I let them when know. you let me know? I let you know at 5.30 on the dot. It was 5.31. Okay. I got, got 5.31. He said, guys, Rampage is something. I went. <laughs> Well, and then I'm Dutch responded there. about an hour later and said, Steve, I didn't to, know anything about it. To be fair, I'll pull back the what? curtain. I did let you know early last week, and then you let us know. Well, don't do that. About, you should know about... that. I'm a wrestler. <laughs> you can't let me know that crap a week ahead. I, I don't remember that. No, but I you let you know. You need to send me a text. It... No, it's, I live in today, now. So I live it... in now, not last week. But but I let you know it was early last week, and then an hour into SmackDown, you let me know you were in a whole different country or a whole different state, whichever you were. That's where you were in here last week. Yeah, well, yeah, I was in a different state. Said, a different well, condition, too. Yeah, I was going to say, was you're in, in a different... I was in, New York, I was in Newark, New Jersey, which is really a different just stratosphere. I was going to say, you're in a different state every week, Dutch. But uh, we got 45 minutes to uh, to dive in, <laughs> to dive into everything. Make sure you guys get your comments in, your questions in. Uh, we appreciate everybody who is uh, joining us here. Make sure to give us the old thumbs up there. Get your comments in. All of that helps drive up our audience, and we really appreciate it. If you haven't subscribed already to the Sports Kid YouTube or Twitter or Facebook, make sure to go ahead and hit that subscribe button as well. Uh, so, uh, Sid, we'll, we'll, we'll kind of breeze through here, rampage a little bit since Dutch missed most of that, but we'll start off with Death Triangle, Butcher, Blade, Mark Quinn. I thought this was a really fun matchup. Pack ends up getting the win with the Black Arrow. 
Uh, and then, you know, House of Black kind of makes their uh, their presence known there a little bit, the little tease. But I think, honestly, the thing I love most about this, it's all about the little things with wrestling, right? I love Kyle O'Reilly and just the, the brief little flashes of him and the crowd just going, and then writing down notes with every move that Phoenix makes ahead of their Owen Hart. But this was uh, this was a fun way to open up some wrestling tonight. Uh, Death Triangle is one of the main reasons why AEW needs to hurry up with those trios titles because they are just awesome as a trio. The finish just got you more into the matchup, especially just seeing the fear factor into the double stomp and then the the black arrow. Every single time Pack hits that, it's just so smooth. It's so great. I, I love how much the fans behind Death Triangle and I love this win here kind of sets up what's probably going to happen at Double or Nothing with Death Triangle and House of black finally going at it in a trios match yeah i think that's a match we've all uh, wanted to see for a well a while now to be honest with you but uh, dutch this is the one match that you saw a little bit of uh, what'd you think i'm just good what's the guy's name pack what's his pack. name the pack. bastard pack he is a little bastard look at him he look he looks like a little bastard too anyway no but what i saw was good i saw what five minutes of it six minutes of it but better than seeing none of it. So I made an attempt, guys, and that's all I saw. An attempt was now, uh, now I saw all of SmackDown. All right, I saw well, you the whole time, Rick. I, I'm sure you did. I'm sure you you think I about wanted to off strangle you. Sure. <laughs> oh, not the uh, not the first time I've heard that one. But uh, said early prediction on uh, Kyle O'Reilly and uh, and Ray Phoenix next week. Um, I'm going to go with uh, Ray Phoenix to get the victory. No, I'll go with Kyle O'Reilly. I'll go with Kyle O'Reilly only because only because House of Black, I feel, might interfere. I, even though I think we're going to get interference in the Samoa Joe for the Joker match with Jay Lethal getting involved there. But one of these, I know the babyface is not going to win. So I'll go with Kyle O'Reilly over for Ray Phoenix. If I had how to take you, a guess. How do you know the babyface is not going to win? Just a feeling? Just a feeling that I got. It's a hunch. It's a feeling, and he's hooked on it. Um, I don't know. Flip a coin on this one. I I feel like either one of these guys could walk away, and I felt the same way uh, about the women's match that we had tonight, just kind of hopping around here a little bit. Ruby Soho and Riho. uh, This was a a little slow in some spots, but I got to tell you, I absolutely loved the – the, the the finish to this the combo that ruby hit at the end you know where she does the uh the back uh, drop driver and then the super kick and then the blade runner and all that stuff and she constantly just building it up getting a near fall near fall and finally just took her ass out at the end this was uh this was a good run up to the finish here a little slow in spots but you know i'm never going to complain this is one of those matches sid where it's like i i don't know who i wanted to win and i think i would have been happy in or, with either one of them walking out, but I do think Ruby probably needs a little bit of a deeper run in this tournament than maybe Riho does. I think that's been the theme with the Owen Hart Foundation uh, tournament on each side, the men's and the women's, where they've had a bunch of matches where it really didn't matter who won because you can get your you're pretty much right either way. If Jamie Hayter would have beat Tony Storm on Wednesday, I would have been fine with that. If if Jeff Hardy would have lost to Darby Allen, I would have been good with that. Dax Harwood beating Adam Cole would have gave us like an underdog for that tournament. And then here, Riho has never had 
had a bad match, period. And she had another good one here. And I love the sense of urgency from Ruby Soho, who I believe Ruby Soho is going to make the finals of the Owen Hart Foundation Women's Tournament. Who would be her next matchup? I think I have the. I think I still have the bracket uh, up here. She's gonna verse the winner of Red Velvet versus Chris Statlander yeah. because Hikaru Shida is quote unquote injured, aka in Japan, and not ups and not upset at all at AEW saying she's injured. Yeah. So this is a weird thing here, Dutch. Right. So Hikaru Shida. Uh, does the street fight right and uh tony Khan comes out and says she's injured AEW doctors won't clear her uh and that's why they have to replace her with chris statlander and yet then sheeta goes online and says oh i'm sorry i didn't realize i was injured i've already wrestled four matches for japan since you know i had that street fight but sorry i'm not going to be able to do the tournament <laughs> as well yeah because i'm hurt i'm so hurt really this, really bad this is a well, weird situation here yeah, the left hand's not telling the right hand what, what, what they're doing. Hey, let me ask you something. I saw that Darby, what's his name, Darby what, Allen? Is that Allen, yeah. He did that dive off that ladder. Uh-huh. Do you realize how close he came to killing Jeff Hardy? Did you see it back from the floor angle? He, he Hardy came was just getting up, and he hit him, and he's moving so fast. I'm surprised Jeff absorbed it and didn't get hurt. I'm sure he's hurting oh, today still. I um, bet he is. I mean, I saw it and I said that they're both lucky. So Darby. if a guy suggested he's going to dive off a ladder on me, you know what I would do? I would advise him to hook a parachute on his ass when he come off because I ain't going to be there. He's just going to crash on his own. So, but... I will say this much. Darby is, it's incredible how accurate he is with his body. I mean, we've seen him fit in some tight windows and, and make them flawlessly. Like the guy knows how to aim himself when he's hurling himself through the air. So you say it's lucky. It might also be some precision there as well. No, he was on target. He was just coming so fast. Jeff was late. You see, the timing's got to be on both sides. Right. Hey, if Darby's coming, he, he could be right on. If Jeff don't get up and catch him, so whose fault is it? It'd be Jeff, I guess. Typically but when somebody's they came, they came one, very close, up. came very close to getting a severe injury there. I saw it today. And I saw it from the long camera shots, and it looked great. But then I saw it on floor level. Woo. Yeah. He so, was so moving, buddy. Yeah, I need to go back and, and rewatch that match. But uh, yeah, and you know, people saying Jeff Hardy doesn't need to do these kind of stunts, man. It is that's just who Jeff is. And look, he's he's still kicking it in his mid forties, doing what he's doing, man. So like, he knows what he can still handle. But yeah, I'm pretty sure the uh, the the bump card is is filling up there. Uh, so going back to uh, Hikurashita here, what the hell you think is going on with this situation here? Um, well, I know Sean Rossap put out that uh, the people that he talked to in AEW said that Hikarashita was notified about uh, the change or what they were going to go with. So it's saying that she was injured in the Philadelphia street fight, but it just seems like she didn't know for sure or she's 
playing it up on social media. I mean, I would go with the maybe there was communication, a miscommunication there where they said, hey, we're going to, you know, write you off and say that you're, you know, you're you're out of the tournament. But maybe they didn't exactly tell her the verbiage they were going to use. And that's why there is a confusion on her end and why she was upset and why she had those tweets. But hey, it's none of my business, but it doesn't make the company look very good and it doesn't make her look very good. So either or this is a kind of a muddy situation. Yeah. And I and I think part of this this is kind of like the perfect storm, too. Right. Because something like this wouldn't happen in in wwe because they don't let talent go out and perform a lot of independence you know things and do these and book these other dates i'm not saying it's wrong one way or the other but with aew allowing their talent to go out and do these indie shows or go out and work for other promotions you say she's injured injured in your storylines and then all of a sudden she's out wrestling four matches and she's on shows for me to say oh wait i'm fine what the hell's going on why are you replacing me with chris statlander like that's yeah, it, it's just kind of like a, a bad look all around. I don't think there was malicious intent on anybody's in part part here, but the change is weird. If you how did she to- say? How did she say she was hurt? She said, "Oh yeah, I'm hurt." Did she say that? What did she say? Hang on, I'll 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 pull it up. Uh, <laughs> great prep here. Great prep. Yep, pulling it up. Internet spinning wheel of doom. Uh, let's see. She said, well, I already had four matches after the street fight and just finished the greatest fighting musical show, but I seem to have been injured. Dot, 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 dot. Uh, <laughs> Japanese wrestling is nothing for them. I'm so sorry. And I'm sorry. I couldn't be in the tournament as well. Uh, and then in a separate tweet, uh, she said, uh, I'm glad for my heart that Chris is in the tournament now. So, uh, again, you know, nothing, nothing bad on Chris. This just seems like a weird change. Like if you were going to go with Statlander and red velvet in the first place, why not just have Statlander qualify for the tournament? This just there's a lot of I mean plans change. I don't, change. I don't think I don't think they were going with Statlander versus Red Velvet in the tournament. I think they wanted to do Akarashita versus Red Velvet, but Akarashita made the trip to Japan, and maybe they didn't want to like rush her back. I I don't know the situation, and I and think none of us really do know. Yeah. All we know is what's been presented to us on television and what was presented on social media from Akarashita. So we don't know if the plan all along was to go with Chris Statlander and Red Velvet, and we can't speak like it was because we don't really know. Yeah, I know. It's just weird, right? Like, it's just a really, really weird situation. So we'll see uh, how that ends up uh, playing out. Uh, Sean Spears, the giant killer, he's going to get a matchup with Wardlow down the line. But uh, I thought this was a really good setup for that match. Uh, him going up against Bear Boulder and lifting all 350 pounds of that man up on his back for uh, the C4. Sean Spears doesn't get a lot of impressive wins, Sid. This one was impressive for him tonight. This is this is what Sean Spears needed. This is what we were talking about last week. Like just occasionally, like every once in a while, I want to see Sean Spears get to wrestle a little bit and show that he can go. This was a short match, but it's a win he needed. This was effective. He got to do the power move on a bigger guy. This gives him a legitimate win on his way to the steel cage match with Warlow. This is what he needed. I like I like Sean Spirit. I liked everything he did this week, especially him bringing back the 10, 10 on Dynamite. <laughs> See, I don't have my full screen, ladies and gentlemen, so I'll give you one of these and one of these. Speaking of 10, right? Tony Nese is willing to bet $10,000 that he can beat Hook and Danhausen by himself on the Double or Nothing pre-show. Are you willing to make that bet, SP3? 
he is going to get demolished by Hookhausen. <laughs> Hookhausen, the best tag team in the business today. You heard it here first. You were uh, you were against this at first. You you were against this. You didn't want Hook and him and working together. I know we talked about this on another show. You were you said I hope not. You said when I posed the question to you that this could be a tag team forming here, and you said I hope not. You were very quick to turn around on this. Do I have to go pull the tape somewhere? Do I have to find this tape? Go, go pull the tape. Go pull tape. I always want Hook to be on his own, of course. But I've been down with this when once they tease this properly. Yes, I've been down with this. Maybe when you asked me, I was like, no, I want Hook on his own because I'm a hooker. I'm a hooker, ladies and gentlemen. I will always stand by Hook. But anything that Hook does, I enjoy. And I've enjoyed the story that they've built up to Hook housing here. All right, Dutch, this is something that we can bring you in on, even though that uh, you, yep. you didn't you didn't see how this closed out tonight, because this was a very we, the main event tonight was Scorpio Sky uh, defeating Frankie Kazarian for the TNT championship. And a lot of this a build up to this match has been teasing a split between Scorpio Sky, Ethan Page and Dan Lambert. Ethan Page asked and Dan Lambert acting very heelish Scorpio Sky coming out here saying, look, I want to bring prestige and honor and respect back to the TNT championship. I want to do things the right way. Talking very, very, very babyface. told Ethan and Sky or told Ethan and uh, Dan Lambert, take the night off. Don't need you there. Gets down to the nitty gritty. Good match. Gets down to the end here. Ethan Page comes out, hits Frankie Kazarian with the title belt. Ethan Page ends up hitting the uh, TKO for the win, or excuse me, uh, Scorpio ends up hitting the, the TKO for the win, and then there's some kind of commotion in the middle of the ring. They're starting to argue. Ethan Page gets on the mic. He screams, yeah, I hit him with the damn belt. Got to shoot a blah, blah, blah. What are you going to do about it? And then Scorpio Sky turns around and beats the holy hell out of Frankie Kazarian, which meant this was all one major setup. There's not going to be some split. Scorpio Sky is still a heel, which brings me to my question. He's currently in a feud with Sammy Guevara right now and Ty Conti. All of these people are heels. So who the hell am I supposed to root for in, in, in this situation? If you're not turning Scorpio Sky babyface, what are we doing here? But Sammy Guevara is still half babyface, right? I think it's the girl that's turning him. Not necessarily he's turning him, so I think she is. So, but I don't know. These situations never happened back in my time because it was too, it was too confusing. Don't confuse your fans because then you lose them. If you confuse them, now you got to straighten them back out, which takes almost double the time than it's taken to get get them to this spot. So, it's not a good situation to be in. So, if they read the people, I think. If Tony Khan reads the people, he can figure it out. But I would say, and he can straighten this out in one show. That's what he may have to do. I mean, he he's said in an interview, I wish I could remember which one it was, that he completely misread the Sammy Guevara and Ty Conti situation in the first place. He was like, people like Ty, people like Sammy. I'm happy for them being together. Oh, naturally, the crowd will be happy for them. And that was not the case whatsoever, Sid. And he admit that he was wrong on that one. But now it seems like he's, He's doubling down again. I I don't know. Like if I'm looking at this situation with the five people involved, who am I supposed to cheer for, Sid? I'm guessing they want you to cheer for Frankie Kazarian 
I guess Frankie Kazarian is a part of this feud now, and that's the baby face. I think uh, they did this to delay Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page splitting up, which I don't know why. I, I mean, I'm, I was baffled by this decision, and it kind of soured me on what was a great main event between Scorpio Sky and Frankie Kazarian. You, you, you could tell, even if you're a first-time viewer, you could tell these guys knew each other very well, being the first-ever AEW World Tag Team Champions. The reversals, the, the counters, especially uh, Frankie pulling out the, um, the slingshot into the, the cutter. That was great, with, with Scorpio almost landing straight on his dome. Uh, Great stuff at the end. The finish with Ethan Page interfering didn't take anything away. It fit the story very well. And Scorpio pulling out the win. It's just very confusing, that decision to turn Scorpio Sky back baby back heel because he got a huge babyface reaction when he won the TNT Championship for the second time in that ladder match with, with Sammy Guevara. The fans seemed to be behind him even when they did the promo exchange to set up this matchup, and they've been liking the teases with him and Ethan Page and Dan Lambert showing the dissension. And then they just decide to turn him heel here. So it makes me think, I know Paige Van Sant, she's got the bare knuckle fighting. So she's probably not going to be involved in the mixed tag team matchup at double or nothing. I think they're going to do the three-way at double or nothing for the TNT championship. They do Scorpio, Sammy, and Frankie. And I guess Scorpio is a tweener? Is a tweener? And Sammy is the heel. And Frankie is the baby face here. Damn, sure. I'm confused. Yeah, I'm. I'm more confused now than I was. We're we're all confused. I think everybody's. I'm, confused I'm glad now. I didn't say it now. I'd have been all messed up. We'll, I'd have been uh, drinking by now. Uh, the as, what, what's that old adage there? Uh, we'll we'll have to let this one play out, shall we say? Before, <laughs> I guess it's again confusing as far as AEW tonight. The situation with Sheeta confusing. Looks weird. Same thing can be said for Scorpio Sky, just with completely different just for completely uh different reasons all right dutch now the show that you actually watched uh, yes which seems to be the the theme of the week here for wwe really really great until the last half hour uh this show just seemed to kind of kind of die off here uh who was in the last half hour and i'll tell you uh well the last half hour your 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 favorite butch it was Butch and the new Butch, Sheamus, and Rich Holland versus the New Day for what I feel like was the oh 447th time. I don't care. I thought the match was pretty good. Let me just say the good part no, there. The match was good. The match, the match was, no, it was pretty good because I couldn't care less. I could not care less about this match. I, I had to look at it from an analytical standpoint, and I, everything they did was fine. But I don't give a crap about this storyline. I don't give a crap about this feud. It should have ended in the tables match. Why do I have to keep seeing these people who are all good on their own in a feud that no one cares about anymore? See, I'm trying. Well, to I don't. That 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 match just drug the show down. We, nobody uh, gives a damn. Nobody gives a crap. It looks like we've been getting this for about two months straight now. It's it's been some form of this for about two months straight. It looks like 
going back here. Friday Night SmackDown, March 11th, was Holland and Sheamus versus Biggie and Kofi. Uh, and I believe that was the night that uh, that Biggie got hurt. So that was that's pretty much it been started the, before then. It started before then because it started, remember, then it, it started it started when Big E came out with the with the uh, the four by four when when Kofi gave. Him oh, yeah, that was just the first yeah. match. That was just the first match was on March 11th. Then. Yeah, but, the but I'm also started... just looking at Kofi's uh, match results here, too. So it could have gone anyway. But yeah, it's been going on for over two months now. And yeah, it, it the, didn't matter how good it was the match was it's just something to the point where now the crowd is like okay wasn't the blow off of this supposed to be the tables match last week like that was like the perfect blow off to this but i guess you get butch a win here and we can just move on and hopefully call it a day uh but i want to focus on the positive of the night which was uh sammy Zayn once again being an mvp uh of the show this evening was an absolutely perfect little swerve there to open up the show as he's trying to like weasel his way in good with Roman Reigns, RK bro calling out Reigns and the Usos. And then here comes Sammy out wearing the bloodline shirt, walking down, pointing one finger up in the air. Uh, really, really good open. And the, the banter between Sammy and Orton was just a really, really good way to open up this show with Sammy just kind of, or with uh, Randy just kind of like poking the bear there a little bit and kind of, digging away at, at Sammy's ego saying, Hey, no, 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 no. You're good with the tribal chief, right? Like you're, you're secure in your position with all this. You know how to, you have the authority to make this match. You want to, you take on riddle. You beat riddle. We'll go away. You lose. We get a tag team title match that we wanted to. Then of course, Adam Pierce comes down and says, I can't do that, but I can make Sammy Zayn versus Matt riddle. And then we got a really, really fun opening match to start off the show as well. All of this to open up the show tonight worked for me dutch what'd you think about it oh it was good Sami Zayn, he's a great talker you listen it, it i mean he's direct he's kind of funny his his antics and animation matches what he's saying and he's coming out there and he's being a big shot he, he's he, he's really really good at that role so and then i, I like when orton put him over a little bit and he said oh well yeah you know that's just me or whatever but it was it was it was it was good, really good. It, Sid, it's, and I think even uh, Hurricane Helm said this on Twitter, and I have to agree with them. Sammy is probably the most versatile performer they have on this entire roster. They can literally throw him anywhere, anywhere. Yep, they can doing anything, and it works. It just works, and it don't mean if they beat him or not. Yeah, that guy, a guy like that, is a utility player. He's part of the bench that you can't figure in. But he's a utility player, so you can you can do anything with him. It doesn't hurt him. I don't. You can beat him. You can put him over. You embarrass him. Cover him in oil or paint or whatever, and it matches his. And he'll just get pissed off and leave. And that's part of his deal. And it doesn't hurt him. It actually helps him. Yeah, getting body slammed by Wee Man doesn't matter. You know, just. Do whatever the hell you want to Sami Zayn, and he can, he can keep rolling. And here's the thing, Sid. I feel like they're letting him work a little bit more in the ring as well because, I mean, not when he was running away from Drew McIntyre, but they they gave him and Riddle some time. This took the whole first hour of the show tonight. 
Well, yeah, the first like 30 minutes was the opening promo and then into the matchup and him and Riddle for a first time matchup. They worked really well with each other. I love Riddle been throwing more and more of Randy's moves into yes. his repertoire. The snap, the snap uh, power slam. Then he does the, you know, the the rope hung DDT. And I thought he was going to do the full or in or in sequence with the RK bro with the RKO. But I like him pulling out the bro Derek to get the victory in this one. Sammy. Zane worked well, especially working the whole match in the Bloodline shirt. That was just the cherry on top. And then later on in the night, we got uh, you know, Sami Zayn and Paul Heyman, which is my best combination in WWE right now. Instant entertainment with those two. So that was great. And the opening promo was really good as well with uh, with Riddle with the quote of the night. I'm going to call you Rusty because your hair looks like rust. And the crowd was into that too. They were chanting Rusty at him. Uh, and, and again, Sammy and, and Randy playing off of each other. Randy looks like he's having the time of his life. I feel like we say that every damn week, but he's clearly enjoying himself. Uh, and he was having fun with that, uh, that promo at the end of the night as well. I, I love that. I like when he said, I just noticed I'm so much taller than you or something. <laughs> I, I, I pop, popped. So no, I just noticed I'm way taller than you. I, I love how he comes out. <laughs> I love how he comes out and the first thing he says to Roman Reigns is first off, you didn't smash John Cena. He's 10 times the superstar than you will ever be, which kind of plays into the Hollywood rumors with Roman Reigns and everything. Randy Orton being just kind of like let off the leash and being so comfortable being a baby face. Now this is again, I, I, the argument can be made. This is like the best that we've ever seen out of Randy Orton. Maybe not in the ring necessarily, but it's not like he's slouching there either. This is good shit we're getting from Randy Orton right now. Well, they're finally getting close to what I predicted several months ago. They should they should try Orton against the Orton against Reigns because there's no get over period for either one of them. They just throw them together and let them go. So here's the thing about that: is uh, reportedly Roman Reigns is not going to be involved at Hell in a Cell. So he's not going to. He didn't defend the title at what was pay-per-view which had wrestlemania backlash he's not going to defend it at hell in a cell and apparently they're already planning on drew and uh and roman down the line so it's like they're they're really trying to, to kick that can there and i'm looking at this and i'm going okay so we can put the wwe and universal championships on one guy and then park him for two months and i could go that doesn't make any sense that's a very brock lesnar-esque thing to do with those championships but at the same time, I'm looking at it and I'm going, okay, well, then this should create an opportunity, right? To put some other people in the spotlight, put some other championships in the spotlight, figure out something to do with the Intercontinental Champion, which was on the show for about eight seconds tonight. Focus on the tag team titles or put the women's championships in the spotlight. But then also Ronda Rousey doesn't really have a, a rival right now. We'll get into her coming up here in a little bit. It's kind of a confusing thing to do, but it also, Sid, opens up a lot of options for them to feature other superstars in the months leading up to when they finally do decide to put Reigns against somebody on a premium live event. But they won't. <laughs> I, I understand, well, Rick, that you want to be optimistic, but they won't. Well, what they're probably doing is they're making money right now. They're making more money now than they've ever made, so there's no rush. Accurate. There's no rush, and if there's no rush, Vince is not raising hell unless the company is not making money, but they are making money. So I don't know what he can say. I don't guess he can say anything. He can. He can say what he wants to. He owns the place, but they're making money, and so 
I guess this, this let's go the line we've laid out and see where it takes us. It is interesting to me that I know it's not a stadium show, but it's like you are kind of setting a precedent as well doing this when you're saying, all right, well, we're going to, when reports come out that says we're going to hold off Roman and Drew from doing that at WrestleMania Backlash because we want it at a bigger premium live event, you're kind of sending a message that if the show ain't inside a football stadium, the show don't mean shit. Like that's, that's, uh, that, that's kind of a perception that fans are going to get. You have hell in a cell in Chicago. This this ain't in Providence, Rhode Island, or Davenport. This is Chicago, where AEW's killing it right now, by the way. And you're going to go ahead and just willingly pull your biggest dude off of that show because it ain't in a football stadium? Like, that. that's another one of those things where perception doesn't so, make so sense. They, so they're not bothered by it. Vince is not bothered by it. So you can take all the assumptions that you have and I have and just kind of throw them away. Yeah, because the old rules don't apply. It's a new game now. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, because it doesn't matter about the ticket sales, really. All it matters is these they're going to make the same amount of money from Peacock. It's the WWE on Peacock. The subscribers are already there. They're not yeah. getting new subscribers for any of these these WrestleMania Backlash or Hell in a Cell. Hell in a Cell is the draw for Hell in a Cell. So it doesn't matter who you put in Hell in a Cell. It's the cage itself that's the draw for that show. So you don't need Roman for that show. I This is one thing where, yes, they are conditioning the fans to not care about you know, the backlash pay-per-view, Hell in a Cell, they're not going to care about anything after Clash at, Clash at the Castle in September because all of those are not going to be stadium shows except for the Saudi Arabia show. Yeah, but at the end of the day, they're not losing any money. And I've said it once, I'll say it again, all WWE cares about is the bottom line. They don't care what one single yeah. fan cares about. They care about the bottom line. Right. What is the show in Vegas, July 4th? What is that? Uh, it's July a, 2nd. It's Money in the Bank. Okay. So, so that's a stadium show. So That's a stadium show, yeah. So they got they got three in a row. They'll have Money in the Bank in Vegas. Then they have Nissan Stadium in Nashville is SummerSlam. And then a month later, they got the big one in Cardiff, uh, Wales, for uh, the UK mm-hmm. show. So. Uh, that's that's going to be those are going to be three big shows. Boom, 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 boom. I'm expecting Roman Reigns to be heavily featured uh, in in all three of those. Uh, we are going to get a match next week. Tag team title unification match. But again, if you believe the reports from one Dave Meltzer, they have said that they were going to go through with the match, but they have no plans on unifying the tag team titles, which means, oh, boy, I'm not looking forward to next week's wait, booking. Wait, you needed Dave Meltzer to tell you that? I could have told you that by just watching that segment. When they announced that it was next week, I was like, oh, so we're not getting a finish. We're not getting a finish next week. Like, if they were going to give us a finish, this would have been the main event for Hell in a Cell. It would have been yeah. the secondary main event next to Cody and Seth inside Hell in a Cell. But the fact that they made it for next week, we're not even getting a finish. One thing that was interesting uh, before we move on to, to Ronda Rousey tonight was Riddle being the one to kind of take the shot at at Roman Reigns. Like, match accepted, we're on next week, everybody's fine, let's all back away slowly. And then as Roman goes to hold up titles, it's Riddle who jumps in there and delivers yep. a knee to Roman Reigns. I don't know if that means anything or not, 
but it was kind of interesting to me anyway. I don't know what it means that Riddle was the one to take the shot on Roman Reigns there. Did anybody else find that interesting at all? I found it better that Riddle did take it instead of Randy because that pushes him to – he lost the match before, right? Yeah. That's what he's he talking was- about. I lost it. And so he's getting a little payback. They hopped out of the ring, which is the smart thing to do because they don't want to – it's three on two, so they, they know they're outnumbered. So I, I kind of like that little strategy and leave it like that. It wasn't bad. No, uh, there, there wasn't a whole lot to, to hate about any of what uh, what happened tonight uh, is revolving the bloodline, Sami Zayn. All of this really, really worked tonight. Another thing that really worked for me tonight was Ronda Rousey coming out, issuing an open challenge, saying she wants to be a fighting champion. And then we get Raquel Rodriguez who answers it. And immediately I'm. I'm concerned about this because Raquel Rodriguez is one of these people who's called up, just got called up to WWE main roster. She's had all of one match. It was a squash match. And I'm going, this is very interesting to dive right into this. And the, the booking of this was going to be interesting, but if you're going to do this match on a random Friday after a premium live event where Raquel Rodriguez, her first main roster match against, somebody of any merit is a championship match against Ronda Rousey. This is about as well as you can book it because Raquel kicked her ass for six minutes and it wasn't a a fluky. Hey, I'll crap. I trapped you in the arm bar and Raquel had to tap out. Raquel didn't tap. Ronda had to roll her up to pinner. I, that if you're going to do it, it, that's the way you do it. Both of them went over in this situation and, and believable. I don't think that hurt Raquel at all. Actually, I think she's over more now than than she was. Of course. And she lost. So they did that good. They really did it good. Then they shook hands. Yep. Then they parted, which is the best way to do it. So now, and it's still open for them later, whatever they want to do. They can always bring that match back. Yes. Nothing happened, but... Raquel could have been holding a grudge this whole time and she can turn loose later. But I think it's, I agree with you. They couldn't have booked it any better. I don't know. Did WWE creative book that or not? Uh, Who booked that? But whoever booked it, they put, they booked it right. I was, that's that's the way you do it. I was very surprised Rhonda took as much offense as she did and really didn't get a whole lot of offense out uh, in this match. What this was all about Raquel. Which yeah, was, it was. Which was great. And that's what you. That's what you do. If and I always heard when I first got in the business, if you're going down, take majority of the match. That's according to who you're working with, but act like you belong. Now Ronda beat somebody, other than beating a fluff bag, and Raquel, and she is a big girl. I mean, she's. Uh, she's kind of made it Rhonda look like a little midget in there, but a good match and was booked well. Oh, can I say midget or am I, I going to uh, get canceled? Well, the, the cat's already out of the bag there. Uh, you can't put the two. I don't care. A midget. <laughs> uh, Ronald Curtis with a super chat. If you guys like to throw in your super chats, we always appreciate those. Uh, Rodriguez beat Ronda like a drum for the entire match. Ronda eked out a one, two, three kid type victory. Raquel is the uh, best call up since the four horsewomen. That is a bold statement. I'd say she's definitely talented, but I would probably have to say maybe Bianca Belair is the best call-up since the Four Horsemen, if we're talking about 
about females, but you know, you look. It was, it was an opinion, Rick. I understand, and I'm it was an to opinion, and you just knocking it. Said, "Oh, that's not, she's very." You know, why don't you call the guy? Why don't you just call the guy stupid? What you say? So, Sid, I'm, just, I'm not. I'm just saying. Said your your thoughts. I, I agree. I, I agree with the guy. What Sid, was his name? Ro, uh, Roland. Roland Curry. Roland, you're right, Roland. See, I'm Sid, not like Rick. I'll put you over, buddy. Sid, you can talk now. Oh, that was great. I re I really like this match. I think it was laid out very well. Um, this did more for Raquel than 101 of the squash matches that we saw. The her first match did that was that did not go well for me. She took she sold too much. We said we all uh, we all three agreed on that that she sold way 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 too much in that first match. This match was effective. Ronda Rousey couldn't even get the arm. He kept she kept going for the arm. Yeah. And Raquel would just brush her off, power slam yeah. her, and sidewalk slam her. This was the perfect way to book this match where Ronda just eked up the victory. She retains the championship, but this did more for Raquel than anything they have done for her so far. I, I do actually agree. And like Roland uh, kind of went back on, yes, Bianca Belair. I would put Roland, Bianca Belair. You little suck ass. I'm never putting you over again, Roland. You're on my poop. You're on my poop list now. Bianca, I would put Bianca Belair ahead of Raul. I would put also uh, Alexa Bliss ahead of her. Ahead of her, I think Alexa. They've done very well with Alexa Bliss. They always book her like one of the top women. And she it came up like the same time, right? She, about 2016, same time. Yeah. Um, I think the only one of the horsewomen that she came up at, uh, before was Bailey. Was Bailey, yeah, yeah. But I would say, I would say her for at least, especially like her first three years on the main roster was much better than Bailey. They didn't get Bailey right until like two years ago. Oh. So, 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 yeah. They didn't get Bailey right until the crowds went away. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> had, I, would, I would even, I would even put Rhea Ripley ahead of her. Like I said, I think that with Raquel, that's the match. That's a match I'd like to see. And they they Ripley tore it up. And, Not right yeah. now, but they tore it, it up. They tore it up in NXT together, and they would tear it oh, up really? on the main roster. Yeah, I'd yeah, like so. to see that match. So I think they have something with Raquel, but this was the first time where they really hit a home run with her in a loss. Go figure. Yeah, and and look, I like what. Well, this that's is what do. you can do if you know how to book. I mean, that's just it. It's a simple concept. She beats the shit out of her and then loses on a little roll-up. can happen to anybody, but it, it didn't take anything away from her. And Jeff, with a with a good call, I got a hot take for you. Rhonda did more for Raquel than Charlotte did for anyone in her last reign. I don't remember anyone uh, Charlotte beat that she put over the way that Rhonda put over Raquel in this matchup. I agree. I'm trying to remember who Charlotte defended the title against. Like, seriously, I'm trying to remember who, because it's been she Charlotte. Defended against, she defended against Tony Storm and treated her so bad she left the company. Uh, she, yeah. she, and she got she, pie faced twice. Ex, yeah, yep. Yeah. Yeah. She won the title at leave. Summer. She won the title at SummerSlam. So Over I think. Nikki. Yeah, over Nikki, and she she made Nikki look like a fool throughout her entire run with the title. Uh, Rhea Ripley 
she she they didn't know what to do they didn't know who was the heel during that feud either um i forget who naomi was a great match that that is true yeah. that is true uh, uh that one out, yeah yeah that was a that was a great match there was so a that run was there where, the closest. and she had that whole thing with becky there for a while around uh survivor series which was a great match but it wasn't a title match and those two you know did really they always work really well with each other at the end of the day but yeah man this this was a run when you put a title on somebody at SummerSlam, they always seem to dwindle. Like it, it just because you you head into Survivor Series and TLC, and it's just like WWE kind of goes on autopilot until they get to Royal Rumble season. And Charlotte didn't even defend the belt at Royal Rumble; she was in the damn match. Which is why I like what we're seeing already out of Ronda's title reign. She does an open challenge tonight. She puts over Raquel in a big way. And look, she right now with Charlotte gone. Right. Charlotte's taking time off for wedding honeymoon. She's got a broken wrist right now. Rhonda doesn't have a challenger. Like we all thought Lacey might be a good first competitor after she made her presence known kind of as a heel. And then they moved her over to raw. So it's like, okay, who, who then is going to step up and be a challenger for Ronda Rousey here? I like how they're setting this up to where even though, yes, it's Shotzi and Aaliyah who were bitching that they couldn't go down to the ring, at least they're setting it up like but people why? are going to lined up in front of because they're cannon fodder, man. Why, why Why should we care that Shotzi and Aaliyah were not quick enough to accept the challenge when they were quick yeah, enough to say I quit in the beat the clock challenge? They can't get down to the ring before the girl Rodriguez girl beats them down there. Then they're bitching about that because they'll have a match next week. And then whoever wins that match is going to be the one next one who gets blown in half by Ronda Rousey. And the reason they're there is to be cannon fodder because Ronda Rousey is going to win a number of these open challenges until somebody shows up. Probably Bailey. Uh, I would assume if she's healthy enough to come back. I don't know, Sid. We've talked about this. I don't know if that would be a smart decision to put Bailey right off the, the injured reserve when people are going to be ecstatic to see her back against Ronda Rousey. But at this point, like I, until Charlotte comes back, I don't know who fills the void. And I think it's going to be a lot of these open challenges. Ronda Rousey, just beating the rest of the women on the roster right now. Shayna Baszler and Natalia are both open. I would guess right now because they lost their tag team title match. But when you look at it, Naomi and Sasha have only this week alone have beaten the other two teams in the tag team division. So it's like, where the hell do we go from here with them? Going to be a lot of rematches, I think. I hope they go. With I don't, Shayna I don't know. You say Shayna Baszler? I don't that see it. makes a lot of sense, but it just, it just is the most logical person to verse Ronda Rousey. They have the history. Shayna can play an effective heel, uh, even if they did Natalia as well, because they have that history to go off of there. So both of those, both of those women, I see Zia Lee being mentioned in the chat. I mean, I, I feel like that's, that's kind of going backwards because she's been off of TV for so long. She just randomly turned heel with a 10 second promo. And then you wanted her to come back on TV to just lose to Rhonda. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, one say, of these open challenges maybe, but not an actual feud. I don't think that's the right. Path yeah. We're, we're talking about who's Rhonda's next feud. And honestly, it might be Charlotte. It, it just might be Charlotte when she comes back. So, I mean, you got a SmackDown women's roster. That's about eight deep. Maybe you do a couple of like open challenges where you can bring in some, some, NXT superstars or somebody like that. You can just line up depending on how long Charlotte's going to be out. We don't know right now. She's out 
indefinitely. So that's a long way to kick the can down the road. How long do you think she'll be out? I'll say at least two months. I'd say it sounds at about least. right. I'd say it sounds about. It sounds like she's going to miss Hell in a Cell. Uh, I would say maybe these two hook up again at I'd say July second in Vegas would be their next match. I, I think that would sound about right. Still a lot of time to to fill between. That's six weeks you got to fill in between there. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, last but not least, uh, two things I want to bring up real quick. Which did you like better? Madcap Moss getting his throat crushed by the trophy or Drew Gulag getting his soul chopped out of him by Gunther? Anybody? Uh, I like the Madcap Moss. That looked good. That was that the best we've good. seen Baron Corbin. And I will say one thing for uh, the guy that you hate. What's his name? Corgan Nuts. What's his name? Can't even think of his name now. But anyway, when he put the chair down, crushed him, that looked good. Uh, I, I actually enjoyed that. Uh, I, I That was the best madcap Corbin interaction that I think we've ever seen. That's a low bar, uh, but yeah, I, I enjoyed that attack from Corbin. I'll take this more aggressive, serious, badass side out of Baron Corbin any day of the week. I was so utterly confused when they gave a madcap Moss promo the top of the second hour, but the fact that it led to an injury angle that made sense and it looked it looked cool as hell, like him getting pilmanized with the Andre the Giant Memorial Trophy. They have done more with this Andre the Giant Memorial Trophy than they've done with it for the past five years. Yes. So they have at least put over the trophy. That's good. Yes, accurate. And hey, at least Drew Gulag is getting on TV every week. Uh, this is a nice little backstage segment. I was kind of hoping that that backstage segment between him and Ricochet might lead to an Intercontinental title match next week. That would have been nice. See Ricochet and Drew Gulak go at, a, at, at one another. He would have lost, but it would have been nice to see that match. Well, it's, it's a good thing that Ricochet is such a great performer in that ring because he is one boring interviewer. <laughs> You listen to him, you go, God, what are you talking about? Please. Talking about all the crap he went through and how did you get there? I didn't get it. But it led to something else. So, uh, Again, I have said this a million times. I would like to just see who Ricochet actually is out there because the stuff he gets from WWE just does not work. It hasn't worked for three years. What, I think what do you this mean? Is who, who he is out there? What's that mean? I would just like I would like to see whoever the hell Ricochet actually is and just see what personality he has and just like give him an open mic. I would honestly try that. Whatever or or if that's what they're getting now, write the script for him. Whatever they're doing now, start doing they that. They wrote it. They wrote it for him. That's what I'm saying. If if they wrote it for him, then let him don't write lines for him anymore. Just give him bullet points and tell him to go out there and talk. Like whatever they're doing, it ain't working. So try the opposite. That's what I'm. That's saying. not what they do. That's not what they do. So they're not going to. They're do not going to give him an open mic. No. Not on a not on a, a TV taping or to a live show. They're not going to do it. He would have to leave and him. I don't. And I, do don't I don't blame him. So well, have him start doing it at live events. Give him some practice. Something. Jesus. I don't think he can do it. I don't care. I just don't think he. I don't think he has the personality to do that. And I he think, can't be a. He can't be a heel. No, he just can't. So, and he's just boring. He can't help it. I his think work this is, is great, tremendous. Yeah, 
I think this but is leading to that, another Gulag and Gunther matchup with Gunther still beating up Gulag after the match and Ricochet is going to make the save. So it sets up Gunther versus Ricochet for the Intercontinental title. And Gunther will win that in about eight and a half uh, seconds. We will see how this all shakes out. What time is Rampage next week, Sid? Is it more NHL playoff shenanigans? I believe so. I think we got another early start time, like 530 again. Oh, God bless the NHL NBA playoffs. Love it. Love it. So we'll be back 10.05 next week, guys, for another 45-ish minute episode of Smack Talk. We appreciate it. For Dutch, for Sid, for everybody who joined in on the chat, thank you so much. Enjoy your weekend. We'll talk to you next week. Take care. Oh, <laughs>